You are listening to Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. And welcome to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show, a monthly radio program that spotlights positive real estate development and neighborhood revitalization throughout Philadelphia. I'm your host, Derek Hengemill. Jumpstart Philly is a unique community development program that trains, mentors, networks, and provides funding to aspiring real estate developers in seven different Philadelphia neighborhoods, including Germantown, where the program was founded. Jumpstart believes that you can do well by doing good and focuses on removing neighborhood blight, scattered site rehab, creating a healthy mix of affordable and market rate housing, and avoiding gentrification through slow, steady growth. Interviews are conducted during Jumpstart Germantown's weekly Jumpinar series on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. held via Zoom webinar. For more information about these events, check out the events page at jumpstartgermantown.com. This week, I'm having a conversation with Micah Goldmarkle, who is the founder of Solar States, about the use of solar in residential development and how you can implement it into your rehab projects. I hope you enjoy the conversation, and be sure to check out the podcast version of this program at jumpstartgermantown.com slash media. Solar States is a locally-based solar company with a mission of installing solar for inner-city residents and educating the next generation of solar installers. They've completed over 800 projects for residential and commercial clients, impacted hundreds of students through their curriculum and job placement, and hired a number of their students themselves. And tonight we're joined by the founder of founder of Solar States, Michael Micah Goldmarkle, who is here to discuss how jump starters and you know any aspiring developer can utilize this technology in residential development. And uh, we'll also talk a little bit about hopefully the solar industry in general and kind of the, the state of solar in, in the city. Um, and yeah, like I said, don't forget about the Q and A if you have any discussion points. But other than that, I'll let our guest finally introduce himself. Uh, Micah, how's it going? Thanks for being here tonight. Good, good. Thanks so much for having me, um, Derek and Maeva. Um, really, really happy to be here. Um, I'm really just a huge fan of all the work uh, that you folks are doing with Jumpstart Germantown and the great renovation projects that are going on out there as a result. So kudos to you for all the fine work. Um, <clears throat> as Derek mentioned, Solar States, we are the leading installation solar installation company here in Philadelphia. Um, but we're really much more than that. Um, I founded Solar States uh, in 2008 on the vision of Van Jones uh, and his book. It's an amazing book called The Green Collar Economy. Um, for those of you who haven't read it, uh, it really talks about how there's this change that we're seeing across our, our economy happening now. But in 2008, it wasn't as sort of clear that everybody was going to start going to renewables. Uh, that we were going to see an electrification of our economy. Uh, and even to this day, I'm amazed how far that electrification has reached. You know, the obvious answers are things like automobiles, you know, with Teslas and Fords and all of these cool electric vehicles coming out. But if you think about it really deeply, even our money has become electrified currency. When you talk about cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin, all of that needs mm-hmm. energy or electricity just to work. So um, we're really um, energizing and electrifying every part of our economy. Um, And that's where Van Jones saw the need for inclusion, for lots of people to be a part of this very big change uh, in our economy. And in his book, he said, the green wave can lift all boats. It's not a nice thing. It's a necessary thing. 
Um, and I firmly believe that. Um, I consider myself an environmentalist. I'm from West Philadelphia. And Van really challenged me. He said, listen, you know, why do you think it is that you consider yourself an environmentalist, but a lot of the folks who need jobs, who are working hard day to day in the neighborhood where you grew up in, um, maybe don't consider themselves environmentalists. And I had to think long and hard about that. And he really pointed the finger at me when I got a chance to speak to him one-on-one. -on -one. He said, that's because you failed. And I said, hold on, man. You can't call me, you can't call me a failure, man. Not to my face, man. That's not cool. Right. But, uh, you know, when you, when you really think about it, um, he was right. You know, when I looked around and I saw in 2008 sort of what it meant to be an environmentalist, it essentially meant you had to spend more money for everything. Um, at that time, a Prius was a very expensive car, uh, was the environmentally friendly car, and eating organic was very expensive and all the sort of things you think of. And, you know, people were talking about saving the polar ice caps, all of that stuff, very important, but didn't really touch the day-to-day -day struggles um, of working class Philadelphians. Mm -hmm. uh, and when I looked around in my neighborhood, I saw that a lot of folks, uh, while they were great at doing uh, construction work, a lot of them did it as what we would term a hustle, a side hustle. They would fix a kitchen here or a door there or a bathroom here or there, mm -hmm. but they wouldn't have permanent, stable work that provided health care, long-term benefits, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And the result was people were just sort of jumping from job to job rather than having a lot of stability in their lives and paid vacation, things like that. Um, so that's really what motivated me to start Solar States. And we are the on-ramp to the green collar economy for inner city Philadelphians. Um, since that time, it's grown in a way that I really could have never envisioned. Um, we now employ over 42 Philadelphians. Um, we run education programs with the city of Philadelphia and the school district of Philadelphia. In fact, we helped set up uh, a solar lab at Frankfurt High School. I was teaching there this morning um, and we have a full-time program there. We were a big part of creating a curriculum, a 1,040-hour curriculum for what's called career technical education. That's the basis for what's going on at Frankfurt, but also throughout the state of Pennsylvania. And we also run trainings for young uh, adults in conjunction with Philadelphia OIC, Power Corps, PHL, as well as uh, the ECA. And, uh, you know, I mentioned these partners um, for a reason, because, you know, no company, no person is an island. When we wanted to make sure that we were really getting great folks from the community, we had to reach out to great partners in the community. And those folks that I named have had a very long history of uh, job training in the community. And we really plugged in with them to create a new avenue for job training, and that is solar job training. Um, and I would estimate about half of our company now has come through these job training programs. Um, and we had last year, the first person who started with us about five years ago, his name is Thomas Blaine, came to us. Um, from Power Core PHL, ex-offender, came out, just just really grabbed on the solar, worked hard for four years, um, and last year got his own uh, electrical license. So now uh, he's a master electrician, can do whatever he wants, um, is really uh, uh, very, very happy to be working in the solar industry. So 
that's a little bit about solar. Um, we do residential and commercial solar. So we've put as few as 10 solar panels on our row house. Um, we've done little off-grid solar projects with uh, the Pennsylvania Horticultural Society throughout Philadelphia. Uh, we worked with Temple on a small tiny house uh, at Broad and Diamond. Perhaps some of you pass that uh, on a regular basis. Uh, and then we've done much, much larger solar rigs. We put 2,000 solar panels on the roof of Yards Brewery. Um, and we've done everything in between. So uh, we've now executed over 800 projects uh, in the area. Uh, you know, we have a great reputation for customer service. And frankly, our installers are the best around. They come out of the training, they're ready to go. Uh, they, they know how to do high quality solar installations. Uh, and they really deeply understand the concepts, not just um, here you lift a panel, you bolt it onto the roof and you're done, but how these solar panels convert sunlight into electricity, yeah. you know, and, and, and really how the whole system works. So we're, we're really proud of that. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. That's a great uh, background of what you guys do and, and an inspiring mission, um, especially, you know, as a young person, like who, who's seen a lot of, of technology and, and like great advancements in, in clean energy and such, but like have not seen it put to use, right? Put there's no on the ground kind of put, putting things in practice and in place. So it's cool to see that you're doing that. And, and like, you know, many new technologies and new advancements, you know, real estate is the place to do that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of transactions and development that happens in the, the real estate industry. So, um, I think it's cool that you're, you're kind of, or we're able to com combine that discussion of, of, you know, you, you don't have to just hustle or, or, you know, do the, these fix and flips. You can, you can make a, a meaningful impact with it as well. So that's really cool. So, so, so let's talk a bit, uh, why out of solar states? Um, I think my camera just froze in my back yeah. here. Back. Cool. Um, so what, what kind of is the state of solar in our city? You know, if you can give like a rough percentage of, of properties in the city have solar and, and do not have solar. Um, so, so where are we at with it, this uh, project of, of switching to clean sure. energy? Yeah. Sure. Um, I would say 0.0000001% of all properties have solar <laughs> in the city of Philadelphia. Um, in fact, that's one of the few things uh, <laughs> that I do every time I teach a class. I take the entire class up to the roof of the Crane Arts Building where we did uh, our first solar array. We put 444 solar panels on the roof. Uh, and that's at Master and American Streets here in Philadelphia. Uh, and you get a great view of the city of Philadelphia. You know, you're about five stories up. And I look around and I say to them, look at this. This is our opportunity. All right. of these open rooftops. I feel like an oil man who's surrounded by oil, right? <laughs> There's opportunity everywhere. Yeah. Um, we've got to go out and we've got to do this. And, and slowly but surely, we've been making a dent. There's a great program that's happening now called Solarize Philadelphia. It's run with the Philadelphia Energy Authority. You can go to solarizephilly.org and sign up. Uh, or you can come to our website, solar states, solar dash states, or solar states one word dot com, um, and you can sign up for Solarize Philly. And it's an amazing program. Basically, the Philadelphia Energy Authority has vetted uh, three solar installation companies. Um, they've chosen us as one of them. Uh, and you're going to get a great price for your solar through this group buying program. But more importantly, you're also going to support um, the local economy. And that to me is, is equally important. You know, there's lots of solar companies that are coming online, but very few that are doing business the right way. Um, and we are 
a certified B corporation. Um, for those of you who don't know what that means, it means that in our bylaws, we have uh, written uh, that we have to obey the triple bottom line of people, planet, and profit. And what does that mean in reality? Well, a lot of our employees, first off, our, our minimum wage at our business is $16 an hour, um, which, you know, is not that high, frankly. Uh, it's surprising that our minimum wage nationally is lower than that. But uh, we also provide health care for all of our employees and 401k. And so we had a real discussion with um, our employees about the 401k program. And traditionally, you have what's called matching happening, where somebody puts a percentage of their um, uh, income into the 401k, and then the company matches that. Well, when we talk to our employees, people were like, no, we can't do that. We can't have a single dollar from our paycheck pulled out for retirement. And that's a big issue, right? For low-income folks in Philadelphia, you want to make sure that there are retirement funds, not just that they're able to live now. So we came up with a plan where we put 3% in as a company into people's 401ks, whether they want to match or not. And that way, they're building some retirement funds um, no matter what they decide to do. So you know, there's a number of ways that we're very, very different from a lot of uh, a lot of the companies out there. Um, we pay our lead installers a salary rather than our hourly wages. Um, you know, we we really spend a lot of time with training and education, and we encourage our our employees to get their own electrical licenses um, so that they're not sort of forced to work for us necessarily for their entire careers. They can go out, start businesses and do their own thing. Very much like the idea behind Jumpstart where you're trying to seed uh, more people who are doing development on their own. We wanna see the solar industry grow and be healthy in Philadelphia. Yeah, so so in those, uh, you know, you said the 0.0001% of properties, like, like what types of properties have those solar? Like, like I guess who is installing solar? Like where, where are we sure. seeing that? Um, what are the trends really like? Like, I guess when you're standing, when you said you're standing on top of that building, kind of looking at all the the potential, like where does it start? What what types of properties and and what developers you know are going to be the first to utilize this? Right. So um, solar is, is interesting in that uh, there's a number of tax credits and and tax incentives available for solar. Right now, there's a 26 percent federal tax credit. So what does that mean? It means if you spent $10,000 on a solar array, you get $2,600 uh, as a tax credit. That doesn't offset your profit. It's literally a dollar for dollar credit. So it's pretty great if you have taxable liability. Right. Um, additionally, if you do solar as a developer, as a business, um, you can depreciate the asset entirely in year one. So businesses can expect to get about 50% back off of the purchase of solar through um, various tax incentives, which is pretty amazing. So as a business, um, you can expect to see payback on your investment if, if you go out in cash, you know, somewhere in the seven, eight year range. Uh, as a, as a uh, resident or non-business, uh, unfortunately, you only get the 26% federal tax credit. Typically, the payback there is um, in about 10 years. Now, that's for cash purchases, but not many people these days are doing cash purchases. There's great lending programs out there, um, and we can hook you up with a lender so that you can go solar with $0 out of pocket um, and just pay a monthly payment that's typically um, about the same as your electric bill. But that's right now. Your payment is locked in. It's a fixed interest rate for whatever the 10, 15, 20-year 
span of the loan. So essentially you're locking in your energy rate now for 25 years and every model I've seen sees uh, electrical rates going up. Now that, that really wasn't the case over the last you know five, seven years. We saw a real dip in energy prices, but we're now starting to see them escalate. And I have a feeling they're gonna escalate quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of the state of the state. Now, I'd be remiss not to mention one other program. Uh, last year with the Philadelphia Energy Authority, we installed solar on 50 low to middle income uh, houses throughout the city of Philadelphia. It was an LMI program, and that was incredible. The, the PEA did a mix of funding sources by pre-buying what's called SRECs and by getting some grant money in and some other money here and there. They were able to allow uh, low to middle income folks to go solar with zero dollars out of pocket, no matter their credit score, um, and they were guaranteed a savings on their electric bill of at least 30%, uh, if not much more. And that program is huge. Uh, there is another LMI program that they are hosting. So even if you're low income in the city of Philadelphia, solar can work quite well for you. And I really uh, yeah. encourage you to contact the Philadelphia Energy Authority. Yeah, that's great. So it sounds like the you know, the first in line should be developers who are kind of already looking for things like tax breaks and, and ways to you know offset their profits and are already doing like dealing with transfer taxes and thinking about that stuff. So this is just another way that you can kind of, you know, like, I guess, strategize, um, you know, the way the city's tax structure is um, to, to your advantage. So that's cool. Yeah, uh, to be clear, it's actually it's not a city um, credit. Oh. It's a federal credit. So it's on the federal level. But yes, you're you, right. Do you, do you see, I mean, I, we shouldn't even talk about city stuff, but do you see in the foreseeable future, you know, there ever being any you know, city programs that, that provide release? Yeah, I mean, there was. There was actually a city um, grant program. Um, I can't remember how much it was for, but it was something like, you know, 10, maybe 20 cents a lot, I think, residentially. And uh, it was it, it was well received, uh, created lots of jobs. Um, and then COVID hit and everything got cut, gotcha. which was a shame. Okay. But I hope that after COVID and after the economy mm -hmm. sort of normalizes again that the city grant program will come back yeah okay cool well uh okay so so we're we're doing good on time here we got about 20 minutes left but uh let's talk about kind of the the actual you know technical aspects of, of solar and like what's actually happening for, for people who you know maybe all they know about solar is it's the, the silver blue panels on the top of people's houses that generates electricity um if you could just maybe go a little bit in depth of us about like where where what does the technology allow now you know like can it power your full energy bill can it or, or like like what are the limitations and kind of what what where's the technology at right now sure so um you know i told you when i first came into the business that uh my first installation was putting 444 solar panels on the roof of the crane arts building um that project cost about five hundred twenty five thousand dollars to complete if I were to do that project, and it's 10 years, a little over 10 years later now, if I were to do that project again, it'd be about $180,000. So the cost of solar has come down tremendously. Mm -hmm. um, you know, an, a big misconception that people have is that you can't do solar on flat roofs. You absolutely can do solar on flat roofs. Not only that, um, typically we don't have to mechanically fasten the solar to the roof. What does that mean? That means there's zero holes in your roof. We use what's called ballast weight or concrete blocks to hold the solar array down so there are no holes in your roof. It's really quite amazing. It's a very simple technology. It's survived numerous hurricanes. I know people are always worried, oh, won't it blow off? 
this and that. So um, right. you can get solar on your roof um, without having a single hole in the roof, which, you wow. know, frankly, is, is really good because people don't have to worry about leaks and other things like that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the typical row home can usually fit um, anywhere from 10 to 16 solar panels on it. Um, and the way that solar works uh, is sunlight hits the solar panel. Um, it excites some electrons. They start flowing. You get what's called direct current. Then you have to have another piece of technology called an inverter. And right now we use microinverters. So you have one inverter below each solar panel and it converts that DC current to AC current, which then can be used in your house. So the electricity that is then uh, brought down from the roof through some wiring that we do that it can either go through a house. If you're into new construction, um, it's great to make houses that are solar ready, where you have a conduit that goes from the roof all the way down to the basement. And that way you can easily pull the wires that are necessary if you want to in the future. Um, that's a real good marketing piece for, for new builders. And then we're finding that people who build out solar on the houses are seeing much faster sales at a higher um, price point because people are really looking for green homes these days. Um, so you bring the solar down, you have to hit what's called an exterior disconnect out front of the house. So because uh, the solar's on the roof, we want first responders, firefighters to be able to turn the solar off easily in case they have to get on the roof to um, go and fight a fire. So there's a little disconnect um, on the front of the house and then it comes back inside and it interconnects at your main service panel. And what happens there is either the house uses the solar and thereby saving you money because you're not using electricity from Pico. So your, your meter stops running. But let's say it's a very sunny day. It's a Sunday in the middle of the summer and you say, hey, I'm out of here. I want to go to the beach. And you're, so your, your house is pretty much off and you're off to the beach. Well, it's pumping out solar energy still, and guess what? That solar energy is going back through the meter, and your meter spins backwards at that point, and that's called net metering. And so the idea with net metering is that during the day, you're overproducing. In the evenings, you're not producing anything, so you're taking back from the grid, but at the end of the day, you're gonna net out to zero uh, electric bill. And so that's sort of the, the economics and how solar works. now. People always ask, can I get 100% of my power from the sun? The answer is absolutely yes. If you build an efficient house, um, you wanna insulate your house, you wanna make sure uh, that your appliances and that your heating and cooling systems are as efficient as possible. If you do that, you can get 100%, no problem. You can maybe even overproduce using solar. Um, but if you have a leaky house or you're using incandescent light bulbs everywhere and you're not um, being energy conscious, then it can be harder to get to that 100% mark. Yeah. Oh, that, that's interesting. Um, so, so you would say in, in most, in kind of a standard scenario, um, do you see people like kind of subsidizing their, their solar with standard electricity or, or, or standard methods of getting electricity or um, I guess like what, what should people shoot for in terms of like, because is it unrealistic for somebody to say like, okay, I want this house to be 100% solar and then, you know, like kind of fall short of that and, and not be stuck in a hard place. You know, I don't, I don't really get, to, I think I think in general, people get too wrapped up set to thinking, oh, I want to be 100% solar. It's one of those things where do the best you can, you know? If you can get 50% solar for your house, that's great. That means a lot, you know? You're mm -hmm. doing your part um, and you're saving money in the long term. Mm -hmm. uh, so 
that that's great if you can make a house if you can afford to make it and and insulate it and and get you know things like heat pumps and other things that are very efficient then you can easily get a hundred percent of your energy from solar but it it, it shouldn't discourage you to say oh i can only get 50 percent from solar mm -hmm. to be clear you're still connected to the grid the entire time when you go solar so mm -hmm. you're either going to use energy from the sun your solar energy or you're going to use it from the grid and that's where that equation comes in of, hey, how big is your solar right and how much electricity do you need every month? If you're just tuning in, this is a conversation with Micah Goldmarkle, founder of Solar States, about the use of solar technology in residential development and how you can implement it into your rehab projects. Thank you for listening to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show on Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. I hope you're enjoying the discussion. So, so we talked about you know the environmental benefits, the the you know dollar amount benefits of, of what it's going to compare to your standard electricity bill. Um, we have to talk about the pitfalls and like what the you know kind of like things you should be aware of um, are. You know, like obviously everything comes with the associated risk, um, whether it be like yeah. a financial risk or you know a liability risk or, or um, you know like a maintenance kind of risk. Uh, so, so what, what, what do you think uh, are kind of like the pros and cons? If, you, if I know it's it's not against your nature to, to uh, crap talk solar, but but if you could, you know, point out some things that you yeah. think people should be aware of, so they don't, you know, get misled. What what would they be? That's really um, an awesome topic because I don't think that this sort of stuff gets talked about enough. And there are some some pitfalls to solar. There's really two big pitfalls that I've run into over my career. The first is very, very low cost solar. <laughs> you know, there's lots of sort of uh, one person gangs going around saying they have a solar company and they'll install solar. And then they install solar on your house, something doesn't go right a couple of years down the line and they're out of business. You yeah. gotta realize that this is, the warranty on your solar panels is 25 years. It's a very long warranty. You wanna be in, choose a company that's gonna be around for the entire lifespan, otherwise, the warranty is basically no good, you know, and you're going to end up paying a lot if you have a problem with your solar system. So make sure that you um, uh, choose a reputable solar company. Um, one of the things that you can look out for is what's called NABCEP certification, N-A-B-C-E-P. And that stands for the North American Board of Certified Energy Practitioners. And so if a company has somebody on board there that is NABCEP certified, They've passed a whole bunch of ethics and uh, and and technical um, tests to make sure that they they can do what they say they're going to do, and I think they're much more likely to be in business uh, long term. Also, we're a part of a national um, solar cooperative called Amicus, and mm -hmm. so we have the real advantage of being able to talk to lots of brother and sister companies throughout um, the United States and share information. And that's tremendously helpful. Um, yeah. The second major pitfall with solar um, is leasing. You got to watch out for a solar lease. What I described earlier was a solar loan. And there can be some good leases that are out there, but there can also be some very bad solar leases. And we it really put a stain on the industry where um, people were signing leases. They got a really great rate. And the difference between a solar loan and a solar lease is that you don't own the system. A third party owns the system. And what does this mean? It means that they get to keep the tax credits 
and the SRECs. And the SRECs are another revenue stream for you when you're a solar owner. And so this third party company is keeping all of this, these benefits and they own your solar system. And typically when you sign that contract, you can start off with a very attractive and low um, rate. So a lot of people think it's a great deal and it's $0 out of pocket. You're just agreeing to buy the energy, but there could be an escalator on that rate. And that's where things really get tricky is if it escalates too quickly, you know, by a percent or more per year, well, then five, six, seven, eight years from now, you can be much higher than the going electrical rate and you're stuck in that um, in that lease for the next, you know, 10, 20, whatever years um, that you agree to it. So you really have to look at leases very closely. There are some ethical leasing companies out there. So um, there are a few good leases, but you really just have to review the terms of it very, very carefully. Okay, great. Um, and so I guess my next question is is kind of obvious, and it's uh, about the estimated costs you know associated with with a solar or solar installation. Um, I'm sure there's a sliding scale, and there's you know cheaper options and, and you know really high expensive options. Um, mm-hmm. But just like any project, you know, you, I, I want to talk about like kind of the middle ground. What you think like a market rate uh, solar state or excuse me solar panel setup would be? Um, you know, what like what is this going to uh, contribute to your construction budget? Are you going to be you know double the amount you were of your full go- rehab or is it going to be like just another line item um, that you that you throw in what should people expect? it's it's mostly a, a line item i'd say it's online with a lot of systems in the house you know out of pocket it's probably for the average row home around fifteen thousand dollars um that's out of pocket again before the tax credits after the tax credits you're probably somewhere around eleven thousand dollars um for solar um so and again that's your average row home a bigger home uh, you know, you can be twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars um, dollars It really depends on the size of the roof and the size of the home. Um, and then, of course, the hottest new product in the market are batteries. And that, again, um, puts the cost up. But this is, this is where resilience comes in. If you're in a place where the grid goes down or you're running a business where you need to have uptime, for example, uh, we recently did a project. Uh, with one of the hospitals in the Chester Crozier network, they needed to make sure that that their vaccine fridges were never without electricity. So we installed a big battery system uh, in their electrical room. So now when they have power outages, actually it happened the other day, they they called me up, they said, Mike, it worked great. You know, the vaccines were fine. We didn't have to scramble to put them in a fridge somewhere else. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, when you're running a, a business where uptime is really crucial, uh, having a, a good battery backup system can be very beneficial. Um, so, yeah, the typical costs for a row home, though, are somewhere in the $15,000 range. And then, you know, I think you mentioned it earlier, but uh, on the other side, I guess you've seen those costs back in um, you know, a higher sales price right? or a higher, higher oh, rent, a rental amount. Absolutely. So, so is, is that's, a, that's something I want to ask about for, for rentals or, or for people who, you know, aren't owning their home but investing it. Uh, is there a place for solar there or how does that work with like the tenant? That's probably attractive for a tenant to be like, Oh, no electricity bill. Sure. <laughs> but uh, right. I mean, look, you can charge a little higher rent because you have solar on the building and you can say, look, your, your electricity bills being offset, you know? And, and so um, we're charging a little bit higher rent as, as a result. Um, absolutely. hundred percent. You know, the project that we did at Yards is actually what's called a PPA or a power purchase agreement. So the Yards building is owned by a development corporation called Alliance HSP, and they own the solar array on the roof. And what they do is they sell the electricity to Yards 
the city of and the city of Philadelphia archive space, which is also in that building. Mm -hmm. And so that's another way that that some uh, property owners get their return on investment is by owning the solar array on the roof and then selling the electricity to their tenants. So right. yes, there is there is a model. It can get a little complicated, but we're here to help you out. Right. Right. I just yeah, I think it's important that you point that out, especially in terms of a sales price, because you know a lot of people. I think it helps if people think about it like finishing the basement. You know, yes, you're spending seven, eight thousand dollars on on waterproofing and you know all the extra fanciness in the basement, but you're going to see that on the other side when you have three other you know sales comps that all have finished basements. It's kind of hopefully we're at a point you know where where it gets there with solar, where you know you you almost have to install solar if you want to beat the competitors and, and match with everybody. So yeah, well, it's. it's yeah, it's it's funny you say that. In in California, it's actually the law now that new wow. construction has to have solar on it. Wow. Um, so we're we're seeing uh, a push to that. Uh, I think it's great. I mean, think about it like like food, right? There's a big local food movement. Buy your food locally. Get it from local farms. These farmers markets. I go to the West Philly farmers market all the time. You know, I'm sure in Germantown there are plenty of farmers markets around. Um, you really want to buy your food locally. Well, the same thing is true for energy. You want to produce your energy locally. The, the most efficient way to uh, generate energy is to generate it right where you're using it. And that's what we're doing here uh, with solar states is we're putting it on roofs. By the way, this is also already used spaces. We're not um, putting solar on giant farms and places where we could be um, having great uh, crops or you know, we're not mowing down parks in order to put solar panels up. We're putting them in urban areas. And the idea is to reduce the stress on the grid, to reduce the amount of power lines that we have to have that bring energy to the city, because now we're making energy right where we use it. And the byproduct of that is jobs, 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 jobs. I can't say that enough. Think about how many Philadelphians have traditionally been employed in the energy industry, and it's minuscule compared to what it could be if we were generating electricity here. And the reason why we're not generating electricity here is because, well, traditionally, that's been some dirty business. You know, who wants a coal plant or a gas plant right in their backyard? I don't. I don't know many people who do. But a solar plant on, on your roof, well, guess what? You know, we have a joke in the industry. We had a we had a spill when we were installing solar the other day. It was called a sunny day. You know, it's like there it is. You know, there's there's really no bad side effects. Great, awesome. That that's yeah, that's a great answer. And and I'm I'm glad you know you kind of gave the full scope of of there's there's not only does it cost more, but there's there's benefits on the other side. It's always important to remember that. Um, okay, oh, so and I, I forgot one last thing. Um, you know, it's one thing for me to say that your house will be worth more money with solar, but actually um, the National Appraisers Association did a study of four locations, four or five locations around the United States and actually southeastern Pennsylvania was one of them of the impacts of solar on people's houses. And they saw, I think, a three to four percent increase in the in the sale price of the house as a result of solar being on it. So. There's absolutely um, no reason to think that you won't get more money for your house. Um, and I'm happy to share that data with folks. I guess the leave people with is what the next steps are for, for installing solar. And I guess, um, you know, leaving this meeting, where can they go to, to start to start that journey of, of having solar on their projects? Or, uh, you know, if they're not ready now, like what, what, what 
kind of signs should they <laughs> they see or or paths should they follow? Um, you know, for for a standard developer who who you know seen this jump in R and said, I want to get Stellar in my house. Where do they go, and what, what do they what should they expect the process to look like? You know. Sure. So you can go to solar-states.com and uh, you can just click on the get solar, uh, get a quote, I think, or get solar button. Let's see. I think it says um, get a quote in the top right. I saw that. Get a yeah. quote in the top right. Okay, great. Um, and, uh, you know, we do free quotes. Uh, there's no there's no high pressure sales pitch. Uh, our folks are very friendly. They're here to, to design solar. And look, if it's right for you, if it's right for your project, we're going to be there to do it. If you're not quite ready, no, no problem. You know, we get it. It's, it's sort of the opposite of the high pressure uh, sales pitch. So typically what you want um, is good Southern exposure, right? Sun rises in the East, it sets in the West, but it's always in the Southern sky. Um, so if you have East or West exposure, that can work very well um, as well. Northern exposure is the only thing that I would um, advise against. Uh, if your roof faces north, it's unlikely uh, that you can go solar and get any sort of payback uh, on your investment. So um, a flat roof or anything with southern, eastern, or western exposure is really a good roof for solar. Uh, the other thing is you want to have a relatively new roof, you know, not, not something that's more than 10 years old. The reason why, when you put solar on it, you don't want to have to remove it two, three, four years later to get a new roof on, that can be an expensive proposition. The really neat thing is, is that solar acts as a super skeleton for your roof. So it protects the roofing membrane from the beating it takes from the sun, from the, all of that uh, UV radiation coming down and hitting the roof and cracking it up. Well, guess what? The solar absorbs that and your roof will last longer. Um, we've had uh, a lot of clients who get new roofs right as they're uh, doing their solar and it works very well. Great. Yeah, and then as far as what, what they should expect of the installation process, um, you know, it, is it just kind of incorporated into your construction plan? You know, like w when you're doing electrical, you kind of just have the, the solar installation happen at the same time, that sort of thing? Sure. Um, so I encourage people, if you're doing construction, whether you're doing a home renovation or new construction, to involve us early on. It makes life so much easier. If we can get um, the conduit or the wires in the walls, um, prior to you closing them up, uh, it's pretty straightforward process um, of how to do it. And we we can we're we're licensed electricians. We can pull the permits that are necessary. Um, we provide what's called turnkey systems, so you don't have to do anything. We give you the plan. We permit it. We procure all of the materials necessary, and then when it's time, uh, we come out and we install. Now, again, with new construction or a renovation we typically phase that construction because uh, we wanna get the wires in the walls at the right time, but maybe your roof isn't ready yet. So we'll get the wires in the walls and then we'll wait till you finish stuff up. You finish the roof, you know, you finish the basement, whatever you need to do, and then we'll come back and we'll finish the solar installation. Um, the big thing though, is having a way of getting the wires from the roof all the way down. Now, in, if you're retrofitting a house, we can always put a conduit on the exterior of the house from the roof down to the basement on the back of the house. Um, you know, tuck it in a corner, it'll be uh, out of the way. It's not big, it's, you know, maybe about that big of a conduit. That said, again, if you have the walls open in the interior space, why not hide it there um, and, and nobody will be the wiser. 
Cool. And then uh, I guess my last question here before I go into the Q and A uh, is about training and, you know, say people don't want to just have somebody else do it or they don't want to just, <laughs> you know, like, like any, any aspect of their project, they might want to feel some ownership and, and learn how to, to install solar. You know, they, they can obviously utilize solar states. Um, what, what programs yeah. do you have coming up and, and how can sure. they enroll? If you go to our website and you go to the education link, um, you can uh, request more information and we'll tell you when the next class is going. Uh, the really cool thing about our classes are they're 100% free. And if you're a resident of the city of Philadelphia and you meet certain income requirements, you can actually get paid to go to some of the classes. Um, so it's pretty amazing stuff. And that concludes my discussion with Micah Goldmarkle, founder of Solar States, about the use of solar technology in residential development and how you can implement it into your rehab projects. The interviews on this program are recorded during Jumpstart Germantown's weekly Jumpinar series, which take place via Zoom webinar on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. If you'd like to participate in the live Q&A with our guest, be sure to head to our jumpstartgermantown.com events page and register for next week's Jumpinar. And if you're interested in starting a Jumpstart program in your own community, visit gojumpstart.org to see our how-to guide and open source training workbook. Thanks so much for listening to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show on Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. Be sure to tune in next month.